Kiki, do you love me? Kiki, do you love me? <laughs> Folks, what is going on? We are into another episode here of Hella Sports. I am Nick, and unfortunately, my co-host, the lovable, gullible, the goofy Alex Woody, is on vacation. He's in New York right now, so I've had the pleasure of reaching out to one of my old friends right here, all the way back from James Logan High School. My friend, mm-hmm. also uh, a baseball, former baseball player. We played some yep. uh, fall ball together. Yep. My friend, Chris Highland. What's going on, Chris? What's up, bud? Thanks, man, for the invite. Really appreciate it, bro. Thanks for reaching out and... Happy to be here. I mean, I can't, uh, you know, I can't be mad about a, a vacation to New York by any means. However, I'm happy to be here talking a little bit of sports, especially Bay Area sports, because I'm a San Francisco diehard. Everything, but happy to talk about it, bro. That's why I wanted to bring you in. You know, I'm I was struggling all week to think about who I could bring in, and I don't know why it took me so long to realize it was you. I was like, <laughs> I, 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 flattered. I was oh. like. It's cute. I could bring in our buddy Mario. Mario. Mario's at the Raider game tonight. Nate, you know our buddy Nate. He doesn't, you yeah. know, he stutters all the time. He says the same thing every, like, for, like, <laughs> st- same, he says the same Shout thing. Shout out to my fellow Happy Hour Hooligan right ha- there. The happy Hour Hooligan. <laughs> Nate, the local bar <laughs> superstar God. himself, Nate Brent. That's it. Um, He's got his baby pictures in every single local bar in the yeah, Fremont, Union City, Tri-Valley area. Uh, That's a fact. We're telling you, this guy is, looks like he's 16 years old, but he's 32 years old. He literally looks... Tw- uh, Twice less his age. I'm shit you not. He looks like he life like, rat in and out burger. Life rat in and out burger. But I love seeing him every time I get myself a double double. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. So you love know, he, he's he's a he's a good guy, but you know he stutters and says the same thing over and over again. It's just like I want to bring you on the show because you kind of know your stuff, but like he knows stuff. He might be good for a, a good fill in. Yeah. If you really need some in depth content, if you need yeah. like some soft handshakes too. He'll hook you up. He's got like, you know, nice butter hands, dude. But I love that, man. Uh, Nate, shout out to you, my brother. Uh, fellow Happy Hour Hooligan, if you guys don't know me. Uh, as Nick said, Chris Highland. Um, Highlander. Uh, find me on Instagram, Highlander16. Uh, same thing out on Twitter. I think something like that. Same, maybe you can find him. If well. you follow me on uh, on IG, Nikki Z Live, mm-hmm. you'll find this man right here. He's mm-hmm. he's always liking my posts, always following me. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's no, we, we, we got nothing but love. We go way back. We play for rival little leagues, uh, little leagues over yep. here. When we're talking about Union City, there was always a rivalry between Union City National and Union City American. And it was like the, it was like the A's and Giants, man. That's like, a great analogy. That's that's it. I was just, I was thinking about that on the way over here. Like, analogy. it's like, it was like, how can we describe that? Like, you know, it's yeah. bragging rights. Yeah. We don't play each other ever, except if we're for TOCs and All Stars. But when we did, it was for bragging rights. So we don't care if you we beat you or you know. It was literally the battle of the bridge because it was the 880 bridge and like you the, know the battle of the overpass. Yeah, pretty much. That's all it was. Yeah, and I remember like some of the best games I had in TOCs cool. were against uh, your guys' Union City American team. So it's like. But, you know, yeah, we grow up, we, we gain up. weight, we lose hair, and then all of a sudden, you know, good buds and, you know, playing yeah. softball tournaments and stuff like that together, so. You touched hey. on the losing hair thing, dude. I saw on a camera today. We have cameras in the studio where I work at, and it had this unflattering angle from the top of my head, and I could just <laughs> see where, like, my, like, I'm thinning out, and I'm looking, bro, I'm looking, I'm like. Wisdom. You gotta just embrace it. I was it. like, oh, man. Just I'm like, freaking embrace it, bro. I'll take the it's white cool. hairs. I'll take the white hairs in the beard, but not the, the thinness in the hair. I was like, can I just. See, but you lost weight. I gained weight. Dude, so you're like, 
I used to be skinny. Like, I got a little flat around. I still got it, too. Me. But you were playing shortstop when we were playing in those tournaments, dude. So you could still move around. I mean, good thing the softball field's real small. Because that way I have actually a little bit more range. Yeah, a little bit more range. Yeah, I mean, it, even if I just, you know, fall over like a redwood tree, like, I at least can get there and get there. But other than that, like I said, softball's whatever anyways we digress we digress, we digress. So, we can talk here all day about you and i trust me we can go and, back and, uh, we got stories metaphors and analogies and so alex i miss you but uh chris is here you know he's he, he, Shout he, out, alex so um he, this guy I keep receipt one bro i promise <laughs> this guy like i said he knows his san francisco teams he's a season ticket holder with the niners lifelong giants fan mm-hmm. always willing to go back and forth with me on facebook and instagram talking about our teams our, our, our passion for the teams respectfully banter respectfully banter there was a time where i got a little bit bitter when you guys were winning the world yeah, series but better. i you know i i I, so I, I evolved i grew up and i was like you know what i tip my cap to you guys we'll see you guys next season but you know you know that's the way baseball season goes. So, uh, so um, flipped around now. Flipped we'll, around. we'll get into that later. Yeah, we're getting so um, football season's here, dude. It's here. It's football season's First here. Preseason <laughs> games. <laughs> Round of applause for the group in the room. Football. <laughs> um, Niners, dude. I want to hear from you, yeah. the season ticket holder. Uh-huh. What's it like going into the season? There's so much hype. There's so much build up to this season. Obviously, obviously, you guys finished on that incredible run last year behind mm-hmm. Gucci Gang, Jimmy G. You throw that music invite. You throw that Paul. You gotta th- throw that little Gucci Gang soundbite in there. You have to explain to me what the whole deal behind Gucci Gang is at some point because I Damian Bruce plays it on his show. He'll hit it, talk about it's a Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. I'm like, what the you know what it has to do is actually last year when they used to walk out from the locker room to the field, one of the assistant coaches, kid you not, had a boombox the size of that metal fold-up chair on his shoulder playing that song. Gucci gang, 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 Gucci gang. Spread their rats on new chain. And when he would come out there and, you know, Jimmy G was right next to the boombox every single time. That was his swag. That's okay, so, a swag. So, Jimmy Dream. I mean, not that he, you know, he needs it. I mean, I don't know. He's got better clothes than all of us combined here in this room. I like, was, he's good looking as hell. He could, you know, just wake up and look beautiful. I, yeah, I, that dude but, just has it easy. I yeah. mean, you know, dating porn stars and stuff like that. Hey, yeah. it's good life. Hey, might as well, dude. I mean, you're like, you're yeah. mid-20s. Come on now. We, all made, we all made mistakes now in he's our got 20s. Mil- he's got a few million now. Yeah. So, I mean, hey. He, he does clean up nice. As long as he's not marrying anyone. Yeah. Right. Keep cool. him away from a Kardashian. Yeah, that's a good point because that's a curse of the Kardashian. Yeah. And the Niners don't need that because they're trying to build something very special. There's something that they continue to call brick by brick. brick, by, brick. by brick. They actually have a uh, video series about this and it really kind of is their own version of Hard Knocks. HBO's Hard yeah. Knocks kind of thing. Insights analysis but even just stories really at the end of the day that's kind of what it comes down to um jimmy g hype you know do, do it, we it, buy into it or, or should we just from should we be cautious about it from your point of view it depends how you define it right are you expecting jimmy g this year to win a super bowl no are you expecting him to go to nfc championship game probably not are you expecting him to lead the niners to the playoffs that is a nice to have but as a niner fan since I've been yay high, really, I think right now, at least give me to 500, and then let's talk after that. Like, it's think about in, it. It's a step in the right think direction. Think about it. We still have so many holes. Yep. This year, I'm actually, I am not concerned about the 49er offense. 
The reason why is because you have Jimmy G, cool, calm, and collective. You got Kyle Shanahan. He's an offensive guru. All right, you bring in Jarek McKinnon. He's a beautiful, fast, kind of scat back kind of thing. You got Marquise Goodwin. You got Pierre Garçon, who's coming back from injury. If you play fantasy football, mark my word, Marquise Goodwin is going to become the new number one receiver in San Francisco. You need to draft Marquise Goodwin over Pierre Garçon, despite the ADP rankings or whatever else. Fantasy football show, whole nother thing we could probably get into. <laughs> Anyways, point being, the offense is okay because they've had a little bit more cohesion um, and they actually have a higher ceiling um, than the defense. This is my biggest concern. I said it last night before the preseason game. My biggest concern is the defense because we made no changes except for one on the defense. Bringing in old-ass Richard Sherman. Now he's fucking brilliant. Don't get me wrong. He is a great corner. Great. He is brilliant. He knows his game. As you get older... He's coming off an Achilles injury. Now he's battling a hamstring injury. The worst part about these early season injuries, they never fucking go away. You're right. They will fucking linger all year long. If you think Richard Sherman is going to play all 16 games this season, you are wrong. Who's the next one up? Jimmy Ward. Guess what? He's the one that got burned for a touchdown in a preseason game against a rookie wide receiver. Like, you got to be kidding me. The only things I'm excited about on the defense is probably Adrian Colbert. He is a 7th-round pick, steal. Kid lays hat. He lays hat. He will hit the shit out of you, make you bleed out of your mouth. You know, That's what you want. In a, yeah, make you second-guess who the hell your mama and your family is, which is great. But the offensive line, or excuse me, the defensive line, it's the same. And we were one of the worst defenses last year. Not as we bad did as the nothing to get better. Not as bad as the Raiders. Okay, fine. Maybe. All right. Three spots ahead of you. <laughs> we, were, we were the 29th best uh, defense, maybe, or whatever it may be. But we weren't very good. And we're going to lose games this year because of our defense. We're going to lose games because our defense cannot get that stop. We're going to lose games because our defense can't put our offense in a solid place where now the entire pressure is back on the offense defense wins championships bro yes you yes, can have a yes. shitty quarterback like trent dilfer and the baltimore fucking ravens oh my and god. still win a super bowl oh my god he went if there. you can't and when the niners went to the super bowl in 2013 i was there i know mm-hmm. it's because our defense was stout bro Defense wins championships, just like you said, dude. We had a rookie quarterback in the name of Colin Kaepernick. Or not a rookie, he was second year. He was second year, second year. Coming in to fill in. So that goes to show, if you ain't got defense, it doesn't mean fucking shit for your offense. Your offense could be great. Mm -hmm. Your uh, your defense made Alex Smith look like an all-pro quarterback when he was was healthy. He was still good, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he was still still good. But... but, I, I, I My biggest concern is that yeah. Ruben Foster's out for two for the first two weeks. See, Malcolm Smith again got injured like in the first quarter I'm, of a preseason game. I'm looking at so it. already we got four injuries in one preseason game. We haven't started shit. It was, and then you mean to tell me that we're gonna try to be we're gonna be better? We're gonna make the playoffs because it, of our offense. It's three sides of the game. Yep, I agree. Offense, defense, special teams. 
if one side is out, special teams is a wash, what do you got? Yeah. Like, if you're expecting the, the team to go, like, to have more than 10 wins, you're off that, the rocker. That's, Vegas that's a, has it at nine. That's a reasonable number, though. I I, I, will, I will respect nine in, in your division because look at – you guys can play – Nine won't get us at the playoffs, though. Nine might. Nine, nine can't won't. get – the Rams are going to win the, yeah, the win wild exactly card. wild card. Now you got Green Bay; they're back in action. And you right? got, they got Minnesota coming off Minnesota. of it. NFC conference. Still got the Saints to deal with. Saints, okay. The NFC South. The NFC uh, South. You Carolina, got also Carolina, Atlanta. Atlanta to me it doesn't Atlanta? doesn't scare me. Atlanta doesn't scare me. You know they can, they fell off they, that that implosion in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Oh my God, that was just how yeah how how how. That no. is um that's the, that's Tom Brady. That being. has to come down to, to Tom, Tom Brady, Brady Tom and Brady. coaching personally. Mm-hmm. Um cuz they just they got off the rocker. I I, I, I still think that granted is, that coach offensive coach is now our head coach. He did, didn't didn't he take the job before that game though? It wasn't like wasn't it like almost a sign sealed and delivered like here he's going to be the coach. He just has to finish out his season with with Atlanta. Wasn't that the wasn't that the deal? At, yeah, ahead of time? was it a behind the scenes butt slap? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. But I still think you guys can make the playoffs at nine and seven. Yeah, you know, ten and six makes it a little bit better. But like I said, you play the Rams. This this uh, you guys are in the same division as Rams, so you play them twice, and their defense just got scarier and scarier. I don't know. We won't beat the Rams. Um, I'll be happy if we beat the Rams once. I'll be happy if we beat them once. Um, Seattle. Seattle, you guys are jump leapfrogging over. Hopefully, I mean they still got Russell Wilson. Though the part that puts us over potentially Seattle is the fact that Doug Baldwin, who is their number one receiver, mm-hmm. um, is injured. Yeah. So we should beat Seattle at least once. And you gotta look at Arizona too. Arizona is going through a rebuilding phase. They're looking at Josh Rosen. As potentially their starting quarterback, or you got the freaking Humpty Dumpty of all QBs, Sam Bradford over there too. So I, I, I think you guys have a legit shot at least play, play, uh, place in second in the division. I don't think Russell Wilson is enough to fit the uh, leapfrog uh, Seattle over you guys mm-hmm. this year. So let's add this up here. So my expectations, at least within the division, we better beat fucking Arizona at least twice. I'll be happy with the one-on-one split with the Rams. No. Actually, you know what? I'll call it 0-2 for the sake of just being negative. Just <laughs> for the fuck of it, right? All right, so there, you're 2-2. You're two and two. And then let's just say you split uh, with the Seahawks. Again, you're 3-3 three and three just in your division. Now, just, just taking a look. Let's just kind of take a look at, yeah, at the night schedule. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up right now, too. Um, you lead off the season with the Vikings. Yeah. You do not have your best linebacker. And the Vikings have Dalvin Cook coming back, which is one of the top running backs in the league. We are going to get gouged. We could not slow down the Dallas Cowboys in a preseason game in a vanilla offense for shit yesterday. And you mean to tell me we're about to slow down the Vikings run game? you got to be kidding me. I mean, the, the only reason why we would win against the Vikings, who's your quarterback now? Sam Bradford? No, no, he went to, he went to Arizona. That's what I'm saying. He, 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 he got so who's the Vikings quarterback now? The Case Keenum. No, he went to uh, uh, the Redskins. No, Alex oh, Smith. Kirk Cousins. He went. Kirk, no, Kirk, yeah, Kirk, there you go, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Alex Cousins. Smith went to. Oh yeah, Washington. We're, not, we're not winning the first game of the season. Kirk Cousins. No. You know, he can he can put up some gaudy like numbers. So you know. So so all right. Let's, so let's take a look at the schedule and we'll, we'll walk you through it. So the Vikings, 
Um, I don't think we'll win because we're on the road. Right, so and again, going we don't have our two. best linebacker. And our, our like I said, our defensive line is not that good. Our best defensive line is the Forrest Buckner. Mm-hmm. He gets to the quarterback consistently, but Armstead consistently injured. Uh, Solomon Thomas. It's his second year. He better show up. You, you, I, you're, what you're telling, from what you're telling me, is that I have def- no confidence in my defense right now. They have a lot of uh, like potential to them. They just need to fulfill it. I'm tired of fucking potential. I mean, Eric Armstead. He was the number one draft pick. He's been on the IR just as many times and many days and games as he has been actually on the field. Solomon Thomas. Okay, I'll give him pass rookie mm-hmm. year. He doesn't show me nothing. All right, it is what it is. Um, Malcolm Smith, we paid big money to be our number two linebacker next to Ruben Foster. He's been injured. Must be a fucking Seattle curse or a flu or disease. I'm going to tell you something about Malcolm Smith. That guy was severely overrated. I wasn't impressed when the Raiders signed him. I don't like actually the fact how much money we gave him. I don't, you you paid too much, whatever, however much you gave him. It's a, you know, but it is a Seattle thing because I have this whole, I, I, I'm not a fan of Bruce Irvin. When the Raiders signed Bruce Irvin, I was just like, right. I don't, I don't, don't. To me, oh, he's a C, he's from that Seattle defense. No, you know, the Seattle defense was their secondary. That's yeah. what people, you know, the Legion of Boom made that secondary what it is. Right. You don't, there's, there's no one aside from them really that scares me. Bruce Irvin, we got Bruce Irvin. Like, okay, is he mm-hmm. going to take the pressure off Khalil Mack? Mm-hmm. Okay. On any defense, mm-hmm. you can either have a great pass rush mm-hmm. or a great secondary. The Niners have neither. They don't. They really yeah. don't. If you really think about it, like we can't sack fucking anybody, can't sack a pack nor of can potatoes. we even pick anything either. Like I said, the the only couple people who I'm somewhat excited about to, to watch Ruben Foster when he comes back, uh, Adrian Colbert, um, and this new rookie Taylor who played last night, seventh round pick, played a lot of time. Can he make the roster? Maybe we'll see. He's gonna be the one, perhaps, to take Armstead's job. If Armstead didn't get on the field, I was looking over the draft. We did a draft show not not that long ago. I like the, uh, I like that kid Warner. You guys got at BYU, Fred Warner, middle yes. linebacker. Yeah, I think he could be a potential fit. He, he that guy could run all over the field. He's he's strong and he's fast. I seen the tape on this guy, and he was just laying cats out. He can, he's a ball hawk. We cannot be Super Bowl contenders with until those guys develop. Yes. How long does it take defenders to develop? Two, three years, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's how far out we are from being a Super Bowl contender. Now, we are interesting. We have a great quarterback. I'm just going to go to the offensive side, you know, yeah. really quick here um, with a you know a couple minutes left here. But Jimmy G, I'm not worried. He kind of struggled preseason one. That's fine. It's expected, whatever. I'm excited about Jarek McKinnon. Like I said, uh, Marquise Goodwin, I feel, mark my words here on this show, he's going to have a breakout year. He's going to be the number one receiver on the team. And like I said, if you're doing fantasy football, draft his ass over Pierre Garcon. He is somebody to actually watch. You know, I, I agree with you on that because I read in reports that uh, the the chemistry between uh, Jimmy G and Garcon is, has been non-existent. It's not necessarily the, the chemistry between, this is my opinion, Jimmy G and Garcon. It's that Jimmy G and Marquise Goodwin, their chemistry began last year. It began last year. So right. Uh, well... Uh, it doesn't stop, and they just had a now a complete off season. I mean, Marquis Goodwin. I tell you what, the knock on him before was that he didn't have those kind of hands, and now with the new helmet rule, think about this: 
if I'm Marquise Goodwin and I make a quick slant, mm -hmm. I can catch it without having to worry about getting blown up. And he is a fast he's fucking a Olympian. He's a freak. Yeah. If he's got hands, he makes a two, three yard catch and turns it upfield. He's out. This league. That's is, how Jerry Rice made his living. Yep, you're absolutely right. This league has been catered to the yak, dude. Yards after catch. So receivers like Goodwin are going to make a living after the catch. I pay agree. attention to how that helmet rule impacts yards after catch this year. I'm telling. Yeah, that's what I, I was telling people pay before. Attention to that. It's you, you got to wait so long before you can even touch a guy, and now it's like you might as well just. I don't know. It's just like it's like the, all these defense, all these defensive like, rule changes, just makes it hard for defenders to to even. It'll blow yeah. over. Yeah, I think pay attention to the yards after catch for receivers. Pay attention to running backs um, yards after contact. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you get hit, your natural instinct is going to lower your head. If the running back lowers his head. He's gonna call. He's he's, he's gonna be the call one for, call for the penalty because he lowered his head. And that's what you're taught as a kid. You know, you're yeah. supposed to lower your head. It's natural instinct, right? It is. Like going to fetal position and fucking shit's happening, right? <laughs> get into a get into a fucking ball and fucking you know ball up. So th those are a couple of things to watch out for. Like I meant, just so, Niners wise, I, I, offense will get it. Defense, um, we will only go as far as our defense takes us this year, which I think. My prediction is going to be an 8-8 eight eight year. All right, you heard it here, folks. Chris Highland said it himself. The Niners will be going 8-8 eight eight this season. So, uh, you know, I like it because it's not the, you know, the the leaps and bounds that Niners fans were hoping for after, you know, they finished what it was like 5-1 and one last season to yeah, finish the season. Five-game winning streak. And so it, you're not going to go from the 6-10 and 10 team to the Super Bowl right. the next year. It's it's highly doubtful. So 8-8, eight and eight, yeah, it's not – glamorous but for a team like i said finished you know was eight, uh six and ten you know wasn't considered to do much of anything i think it's continued step in the right direction so uh step in the right direction like i said if we continue investing our defense this year for me is a make or break year for our defensive line if shit doesn't happen for our defensive line and even linebackers like yo we gotta start moving Some, right. something all right, so uh, uh, we're going to take a quick break here, but uh, you know, Chris touched on something that I'm going to uh, talk about when we get right back from it. So um, stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome to the non-player character, non-player character, non-player character podcast, a video game podcast with character. I have with me the normal guy, Katie, the girl. I have Noah, the kid. And Dan, who is named Dan. This week on the episode, well, we talk about, well, video games. It's censorship that we're going to be talking about. That's the main topic. MMOs. Massive multiplayer online games. We talk about addiction. Something, uh, I guess some of us may be accustomed to, but I'm certainly not. Maybe it'll let you choose which games to get and which games to pass up. And we have a brand new episode every other Friday. We hope you join us here and anywhere else you can get your podcasts only on the Silver Tongue Network. Until next game. Okay, um, so we're back. We're back from this break. That is the most generic uh, return from break I have ever given on this show. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know. Like I, I, I'm, just, I'm stunned by Chris's intelligence and his hype and everything. I just, I got all this... 
it just I got I got, I can't match him right now. He's he's on another level. This guy. I, Shout I, out to Paul and Silver Tongue Radio. <laughs> My man Paul, the producer, man, he gave me this San Fran Psycho IPA, Juicy India Pale Ale, Anchor Brewing Company. It's actually not too bad. That's good. Um, and hopefully this gets you an endorsement, so that way they can sponsor the show moving forward. Should be that awesome. would be so out to you, dope, Paul, so man. Radio. We'll have a little like a little cooler full of beer right here. Mm-hmm. Funny story when it comes when I when I I get people nicknames when they're in my phone. So when I met Paul and got his number for the first time, I'm like, okay, this guy's our producer. So I I I just I was like producer Paul. So every time I talk to him, it's producer Paul, producer Paul. All right. Yeah. Got OPP. <laughs> so back from just this generic break, uh, probably going to be playing the MPC commercial, I'm, I'm guessing, over that yeah, one. Maybe. Shout so, out to the sponsors. Shout out to our, our sponsors, whoever you may be. Holler at me. I'll, I'll, you know, well, let's make some shit happen. Let me get paid for this. You know, let's all get paid for this. Okay. So um, Raiders, bro, I got to take. You, and, you know, I, and I, and I kind of tease it to you. you so I'm you, anxious to give it to you. Late. But you know what? You you touched on it, dude. You 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 segued so good into that. I don't even think you knew, dude. The compare that what you how you described the Niners is how exactly how I feel about the Raiders. And I felt like that afterwards. It was weird. It was like, you know, like I needed a cigarette. It's like, <laughs> it's like you felt so dirty it. about it, right? It's like, yeah. ugh, uh, why did I, I say like, that? Oh my god, uh, it's my rival. I uh, <laughs> uh, like legitimate, but but I'm I'm looking like like. Defense was my biggest concern. Obviously, the defense got scorched all season. It's been your concern for the last five years. It has been. It's you know, and it really displayed itself when uh, we were talking about this during the break. Uh, how it was at the the game where Derek Carr right. broke his leg? Oh yeah. And you know, the death par- march. The death march out of the Coliseum. It was the saddest win ever at the Coliseum. Cue the Undertaker music. Yeah, the dum <laughs> But um, it was sad because it just made you realize how important he was to this team. How quick that uh, everyone collapsed. He carried that team. He saved that. He had so many comeback wins that season because the defense kept blowing leads. It couldn't keep anything mm-hmm. safe. What good is an offense if it can't if its defense can't preserve the lead? Oh, you know? amen. So, you no. Know, defense wins championships. Defense wins championships, right? So. Could have Trent uh, fucking Dilver as your quarterback still over in a goddamn Super Bowl. Right. So Eli Manning. Lord. Another one. God. Eli you fucking Manning. He is the softest fucking football player I know. He's Don't the even goofiest. Give me on that. He's the goofiest yeah. looking quarterback He's ever. He's always dude. got this look like, oh shucks. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Come on. Every single time he throws a pick <laughs> or like gets sacked, like he just looks like that mm. soft ass little eleven year old kid. Who just struck out in Little League Baseball and is walking back to the dugout, dragging the bat and just like fuck. <laughs> that is I, the best you know, analogy I hate ever. Eli Manning just—he's just so soft. Gosh, man, man, that, that was sorry, man. That's just a quick rant, but I can't take Eli Manning. I can't take Eli Manning fuck. either. He's just, Where's uh, over here? <laughs> so what I, what I was saying is that you know the defense wins you know Eli Manning won obviously with great defenses Trent Dilfer won with Baltimore you know the offense can't do it all it's been our, the Ra- it's been the Raiders concern for like so many of the past seasons that the defense was the problem you know and and we thought you know Jack Del Rio could fix it Ken Norton Jr. can fix true. it. Yeah, Reggie true. McKenzie can fix it. Yeah, Here it is, dude. I don't know if you thought about this. 
All three of those guys were played linebacker in the league. And they couldn't fix the damn defense. Of the, they had legit NFL experience at the coaching level, at the front office level, and they could not fix it for the life of them. However, you mentioned three guys, McKenzie, Ken Norton, and Jack Del Rio. Who is the common denominator still there? Kenzie. Uh, okay. Okay, but... So, is he a GM to be touted to be winning awards right now? Just because he brought back John Gruden, but that's probably something more of it Mark was more, Davis. Mark Davis did that. But even just the Ragers nostalgia, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. But is Reggie McKenzie, my question to you, is he a legit... Are you happy with him as a GM? Has he provided you uh, the satisfaction as a Raider fan of saying, you know what, he's putting us in the right direction? His first couple of drafts, you know, he did have the big home run draft where he was able to grab, he grabbed Khalil Mack, he grabbed Derek Carr, and he grabbed Gabe Jackson, all all pro bowlers, and you had the defensive player of the year in, in Mack right there. So I'm like, yeah, you know what, then he drafts Cooper the next year. I'm like, all right, this guy, this guy's making moves. But other than that, no, it's just like his moves have been questionable. But even more now, you mentioned, you touched on a name right now, John Gruden. John Gruden, to me, was a safe face move with the Raider Raider organization because they want to give some of the the Vegas fans to look forward to. And I, I don't like, that's another thing I don't like. However, when you look at someone like John Gruden, you look at his teams in the past. He doesn't really value defense as much as he does offense. If you look mm-hmm. at all his, mm-hmm. all, all the offseason acquisitions that the Raiders did, all the moves that they made, on what side of the ball was it? Offense. Jordy Nelson. You know, you brought in Doug Martin. You even went with uh, your first pick in the draft as a as a a so so left tackle. Questionable left tackle in my position. I was going to ask. So, so the last five years. Yes. Here are your number one, your first round draft picks. Colton Miller, mm-hmm. still unproven, still kind of words out because it's, it's his first just, year. just really quick, Marshawn. They were playing tonight. Marshawn busted a sixty yarder for a touchdown, but it got called back on a penalty by guess who? Colton Miller. Holden okay. Cole. Last year, your number one draft pick, Garyon Conley. Hurt, barely starting to play this season. 2016 first-round draft pick, Carl Joseph. The verdict's still out on Carl Joseph. He, he, he's a thumper, but he, he, he can hit, but he, on coverage, he's, he's a liability. 2015, Amari Cooper. Coop. Coop, I, I, I love Coop. Sucked. Last year, he fucking sucked. Sophomore slump, Sophomore whatever the fuck it was. But uh, to, to me... I, I like Cooper in the sense that he's he's not your typical wide receiver. He's not brash. He's not cocky. He's not flamboyant like some of these other receivers are. Like mm-hmm. they're prima donnas. Coop goes out there and he does work. You know, and when he reminds he does, me of Jerry Rice, the way he runs and kind of like the way he, he his routes his routes are like crisp. His body like oh, that's what it reminds his, me. His routes are super crisp. Yeah, and he's quiet. But I don't know what the fuck was wrong with him then last year. I think really with him it was like a mental block because really? the Raiders Between the years yeah, you know the Raiders. Led the league in drops last year, I think. So I think and Crabtree was a part of that same. But Crabtree was supposed to be too. the one that had hands. Crabtree was supposed to be the one that Car can go to in clutch situations and get that first down. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at that first uh, year he was with the. Uh, you think he only spent two seasons with the Raiders? 
Crabtree? Yeah, Crabtree, yeah. Yeah. He um that Sorry. that first game against New Orleans his first season where they've won in uh where Jack Dale Real rolled the dice and won in New Orleans and, and that game was intense. He won he he, he caught the game winning touchdown. He has the experience, but he just it was just too much of a uh, asshole, I guess, for John Gruden. So twenty fourteen, your number one draft pick. Khalil, Mr. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Who was holding out. Pay the man. What's going on, bro? I'll give you my thought process, but I want I want your take first. Mark Davis is the poorest owner in the NFL, and it's a, it's it's it's, it's, no, it's funny. It's, it's funny, but it's true. Sad but true. It's it's funny, but it's true. If you look yeah, at all the these, Porsche are the most cheapskate, tight wad. He needs a barber first. Give that motherfucker a a real haircut. My wife gets on me sometimes, like, oh, you went to the wrong barber. He went to the wrong just state or county barber. He he, flo- he flies someone in to cut his hair. You know Chuck, that? he looks better than him. Oh like my god! Like the actual doll. The doll. Oh my. <laughs> I'm not talking about the coach. Oh my but god! But fuck, dude. Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber has a better haircut than him. It's dumb. Jesus. Dumber. Dumb and Dumber and Dumberer. The three of them. There's a. There's. Like I think his like, grandmother still cuts his hair from the fifties. She puts a bowl over his head, dude. And she just goes. Zzz, Not even zzz. that. Just the bangs. Fucks me up, dude. For for someone who like, from his dad who had so much swagger and so much was so like he had this aura to him. You know, he, he was Mark Davis was exuberant. He had it flashed to him. And here comes his son. Oh, Mark Davis. Raiders are my team now. Commitment to excellence. Just winning. <laughs> it's a great analogy. Like, what's what, who's worse, Eli Manning or Mark Davis Jr.? Oh who's my! Who's softer? Uh, that's a whole other podcast. It's a whole other podcast, man. So, the right <laughs> we got so caught up in Mark Davis that I forgot what it was. we're talking about. Khalil Mack's holdout. Khalil Mack. Um, Mark Davis is poor. He's the poorest owner in the NFL. You look at all these other owners in the NFL, they all have other things to their name. You have Arthur Blank in Atlanta, who used to home, uh, was, uh, who created Home Depot. Uh, you got the Cronkies. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, the Cronkies and the Rams, real estate owner. Uh, Robert Kraft, real estate. You have all these owners that have more investments outside the team. The re- all the all that all Davis had, all that Mark Davis has now, are the Raiders. They have nothing else to the name. They have the brand itself. All these other owners can draw in money elsewhere. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Yorks didn't don't make their living on just the the Niners themselves, right? Well, yeah. Well, Jed York is the son of Jed York Senior, and his mom. Like, I actually have no fucking idea what they do. They have probably like. Vineyard somewhere they look. Like it would make sense, people. yeah. Right, Napa Valley shit. Napa Valley. You know, it's funny that the I Ra- mean, I always thought it was funny know. that the Raiders actually hold their training camps in Napa. That is kind of ironic. No, it's yeah. kind of ironic. Which is known, yeah, yeah, yeah. Touche. And um, they're poor, and so that's the whole reason he went now to Vegas. In Vegas, was like, we'll give you all this money to build a stadium. He wanted the city of Oakland to pay for the stadium for a new stadium here. It wasn't that there was anywhere to put the stadium. He's it was that the, the, he wanted the city of Oakland to have the taxpayers play for, to pay for the uh, stadium. And the city of Oakland was like, dude, we got so much other shit on our hands right now. We can't do that. And so Mark was like, well, I'm going to go find it elsewhere. 
I don't care where it is. So, so how does that impact the Khalil Mack situation? I'm, the fact I'm, that they I'm, won't pay him? I'm getting to that. Because he, the fact that he had to go get money for this means that he doesn't have money for, for other things. He's all well, tied up. And, sign him within the salary cap. I mean, they'll be up against but, it. Okay. They'll be up against it, but with a with a player like Khalil Mack, you know, I think he's earned the right to, you know, for for Reggie McKenzie and Mark Davis to just throw the checkbook at him and say, fill in your number. That guy is the only reason you you're don't think de- John Gruden has anything to do with it? Do you think it's a it's a power move by both parties? Khalil Mack being, you know, he he got a you know. It could Big be. old eggplant, right? Like, he's trying to sh- flex his shit. John Gruden being the new kid on the block, trying to flex his eggplant, too. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, if y'all know those emojis and shit. Um, but, but do you think it's fucking a sword fight? That's what I'm trying to get down to. I think maybe it could is be. Is that like, what they're trying to play at each other? I, I think it could be Gruden saying that this is my team. But Echabez, everyone knows it right now as Khalil Mack's team. Like I said, Gruden's all about the offense. He doesn't want the offense to be overshadowed by the defense. But Gruden won a championship with defense in Tampa. You know, albeit it was Tony Dungy's defense in Tampa. Ten years ago, bro. Yeah, but it's a whole other league. Gruden, like think about ten years. Yeah. All right. So so let's just take our ages, right? We're in our thirty somethings. Yeah. Right. I'm not gonna say exactly how old we are. Thank you for that, by the way. Touche. But like. 10 years for us is like people were in our 40s and then 10 years younger people were in our 20s like do we think the same that's a whole generation dude you're right that you're could right. even be a whole world war I, you know I, what I mean yeah I, I can see it though I think he doesn't want Khalil Mack to overshadow him but at the same time you knew going into this you've watched this team play for the last couple of seasons you you've had the luxury of watching this team from the from the play calling booth you know what this team's weakness is and you know what the strength of that weakness on the on that weakness is and that is Khalil Mack don't you want to save the last bit of strength you have on that weak link and, and strengthen that right there you build around them you build around yeah, them hell yeah so I don't know what what Gruden's thinking. I, I, I really don't know why. Who do you put it more on, McKenzie or Gruden? Or Mac? About why this whole thing. I, I, would, I wouldn't put this on Mac because he's earned it. He's absolutely 100% earned it to me. He's the only he's the only bright spot in that defense right now. Um, I guess I put it on Davis, dude. I don't put it on I don't put it on Gruden or or uh, McKenzie. I put it on Davis because Davis is the money man. Davis is the one that should be like, okay, here. This is not a, this is, what I'm about to say is not anything about a homer there, no anti-raider or anything. No, I want to hear it. I mean, I think wholeheartedly, the holdout, the responsibility is Khalil Mack. And the reason why, who are the two best Defensive players right now who are unsigned. Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald. It is a showdown between Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald to see who's going to buckle first because I want to see where you get paid first before I ask for my money. It's the measurement of the eggplants again. Yes. It's a sword fight. Call it for what it is. It's a fucking sword fight. Who's the first one that's going to balk? It's the battle of the... the and neither camp emojis. wants to blink. 
question is who actually really believes that they want to be with the team. That's a whole other ballgame. I'm sure there's other variables. But I think that's what it, really what it comes down to. They're looking across the table, say, all right, whose eggplant's bigger? Or who's going to be the first one to buckle? Because that is going to play into what their own personal contracts are. Mm-hmm. Football players, they only get one big contract their entire career. You're right. Both of them are looking for it. Yeah. The career, an injury can knock you out for the rest of your life. Fuck, it could kill you. So get what you can right now. I think I agree with the that. whole responsibility right now about the whole that comes down <clears throat> with Khalil Mack. I guarantee you it's his team not really wanting to, to play ball right now to see what the other what Aaron Donald's camp does. I, I think it's also partial on what the Raiders did. They they like I said, they had that big draft where they got Khalil and they had Derek and they had Gabe Jackson in the huh? first three rounds. All three pro bowlers. Since then? Since yeah. So Since then. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mr. GM, are we calling for his head? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say is Derek got the Derek got the freaking big contract before Khalil did. You can always restructure to get the quarterback. And Derek, to me, seems like he'd be more willing to take pay cuts to keep everything together. You go. You should. You, you should. The you, quarterback. Huh? You need the quarterback. You need the pass rusher too. The three biggest positions in football, in my opinion, are the quarterback, the edge rusher, and the left tackle. Those guys should be the three top paid uh, players on your team. One, because one scores the touchdown, throws the touchdowns. One, the other protects the one that throws the touchdowns. And three, he's the one that hits the guy that throws the touchdown. Simple as that. So it's it's like it was I read the, it's like in the money, but the blind side, the two, like the when Michael Strain, uh, no, not Michael, Lawrence Taylor was just like dis- demolishing everything. And then you had Theismann's injury where he just breaks his leg. They talked about the importance of the left tackle. Mm-hmm. So get those him, th- coach, get him, get him, baby. Get him. Hey, keep going. Bring the knob. So, <laughs> so you got to pay out. these guys. You have to pay them because they're worth it. Those, the, if you're not paying those three guys the most money, you're not winning football games. Yeah, I agree. And I think at the end of the day, the three people who really need to get together to see what's what are they willing to sacrifice, and maybe they already have. It's Gruden, Davis, and McKenzie. What, what's the timeline that we're going to give them? How many more weeks until we start the season? I would love to see him. Khalil Mack to me is the kind of guy where you don't need to give him much time. You sign him like a day. You sign a contract the day before this. Like you, you open up against the what Rams. If he, what if he doesn't? What what would you like to have happen as a Raider fan? I'm putting you on the spot, brother. I just want him fucking sign, dude. Just sign the give no, him. No, no, that's not the question. Not the question. What's the question? The question is, if he does not sign by the first day of the regular season, what do you guys do? What would you like to see done? This is Plan B, maybe even C. I want to see Derek Carr go to the front and be like, "Hey." What do I got to do to, you know, make sure Khalil gets signed? Have Derek Carr get involved. Oh, I, Derek sign. Carr is the other leader in this team, and he needs to step up and real and, and say, "Hey, I can do it on this side of the ball, but he needs, he does it on this side of the ball." Right. I'm the court. I'm the quarterback on this side. He runs the defense. He's the quarterback over there. He's the man that everyone looks out for. If it's not right. for Khalil Mack on that other side of the ball, if they don't have him week one. The Rams are going to put up forty plus points on us, hands down. 
Jared Goff is going to go off. I'm telling you, if Khalil Mack is not on the field at all for the Raiders this season, John Gruden better put together the ultimate fucking offense because they're going to need to score 40 (laughs) to 50 fucking points because this defense is going to blow its load quicker than a teenager on prom night. (laughs) Yes! Nikki Z, it's a great fucking metaphor. That was, whoo! Can we quote that, put that in the title? Dude. I love it. I fucking love it, dude. I just I'm feeling the Man, fire right now. Felt it right there. Damn, but he's not even drinking. It's fucking awesome. But I—that's a great fucking point, though. You're right. He's gonna have to be the motherfucking Wizard of Oz, literally, if Khalil Mack doesn't get. It. Even actually, think about this. Even if he does sign, what do the Raiders still have to do? They, they they still got to score thirty plus points. They still got to throw thirty plus points and hope that these who's these, covering who's covering. I don't know what's your schedule look like this year. Let me see. They got Watkins. Uh, no, 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 no. Watkins went to um, Kansas Kansas City. We still got to cover him though. He's right. in our division. Let, let's just say um, who's covering Antonio Brown when the Steelers come into town December 9th? God, I hope. Sunday Night Football. Oh, God. Who's covering Marquise Goodwin on Thursday night? Who's covering Marquise Goodwin? I talked about him earlier. Who's covering him? Uh, Who's covering Jarvis Landry on the Browns? See, they're facing a lot of great receivers this season, too. It's going to be fucking brutal. Who is covering Devontae Adams? Um, Well, that's preseason, so I digress. I'll take that back. So that shit don't count. But you got some pretty, I mean, the, the, your schedule is actually really not that hard. I can only the Chargers. Think, well, Phillip Rivers can still fucking sling it with the best. And the dude's old as dirt, but he can still kill you. Do you think the Raiders are going to win the division? Honestly, dude, I don't think. Honestly, please. I don't think Kids they're going to win. They're not going to win the division. Gruden is Kids not. It's, it's it's Gruden can't do it all, dude. They brought Gruden in to be like the hype man and everything to bring back the glory days. The glory days are back in '98 when Gruden showed up with the fuller head of hair and that that fresh fresh looking Chucky face, dude. Those days are long gone. Chucky face is still there. It just got more he, wrinkles. He has got yeah, more wrinkles. It doesn't look as mean. It looks a little bit more gray around the. It's a little bit longer in the tooth and yeah. a little bit less more wrinkles on the eye and yeah. shit. Yeah. But um, what are your thoughts about Peyton Manning coming to camp? I liked it. I, I liked it because, you know, it's Gruden, you know, pulling his strings. He obviously, he has a connection with Peyton. And, um, I like that he was working. He was checking out Derek Carr directly. I, I seen a video of uh-huh. Peyton walking around and, and, and DC was going through some drills. And I'm like, God, just, just sit down with him, Peyton. Sit down with him and just put all this knowledge into him. Get, go, go. <laughs> Go feed him all the Omaha you can. <laughs> feed him a spoon of Omaha, please. <laughs> so yes. uh, right now, I'll be happy if this team goes eight and eight. I, I be, I think that's like like you said. You're early, eight and eight too, huh? I'm, that's what I said. You're like well, everything you said about the Niners Fuck. before the break, dude. I was like. This sounds so much like the fucking Raiders I'm about to go off on, dude. Damn. I'm telling everyone, oh, the Raiders are going to go back to the glory days. Gruden's going to do this. Gruden, Gruden can only do so much, man. How far out are you guys, in your opinion, from contending for a Super Bowl? We're so far out that we're in Vegas already. Mm. Like five years? Five years. Mm. Five years. I, 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 that's as, a fellow, as a fellow Raider fan, um, 
Are you going to go out to go watch a few games in Vegas? I'm glad that you brought this up. I love talking. I love when people Did ask you already me. bring this up with a previous, uh, previous podcast? Because no. Paul's laughing over here. No, as he, if like he already knows the answer and shit. He's going to give me like... I, I love telling this story. You know, I, I do because I've ta- I talked about this with Nate. I talked about this with Mario. And you know you know Lewis. Everyone knows Lewis. Uh-huh. Lu- later, Raider Lou himself, you know, he's a little bit off Raider his shit. Lou. Yeah, Raider <laughs> Lou. But, um, All Raider fans are off their shit, but that's what makes them... <laughs> great i said you know if you're not they, they said uh, they said if you don't support the raiders in vegas then you're not a true member of raider nation i'm like who the fuck are you to tell me i'm not a member of raider nation i've seen some of the most god-awful fucking teams go through those gates yeah. at, at the coliseum you know when they come out and i still sit there and i watch the game you know you know i will still watch them play i will not step foot ever 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 in that that fucking so- the nfl package then i am I am. I'm never stepping foot in that big ass silver <laughs> toilet bowl that's going up in the desert. You know how the fuck does a raider get to the I'm desert, Mark? Levi, I'm, wa- I'm, wa- I'm waiting to fucking hear it, man. How is a fucking raider supposed to get to the damn desert, man? Is he supposed to drag his boat? It's true. How, it, shiver me timbers. There's a lot of sand here. <laughs> but uh, they're they're a couple years out. But I easy Johnny Depp. But why is the rum gone? <laughs> that was a Pirates of the Caribbean reference, oh, if anyone's paying that's attention. That's a good one. So, um, my, it's my, the uh, Settlers of Catan uh, game right up there. I like those. I can see that. I can so see that. Producer Paul. We're, uh, when it comes to the Raiders, I will, I, will, well, I will not step foot in that stadium ever, 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 ever. I'm going to rack up everything I see with Oakland Raiders on it now, and I'm going to hang. I'm going to preserve it for the life of me because I will never step foot in that stadium, and I will... I would become a nomad, dude. I will become. See, but you also talked about earlier. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I apologize. Oh, good. You said earlier one of the only reasons why you actually became a football fan, specifically a Raider fan, is when they moved back from L.A. to to Oakland. Okay. Yeah. Now what happens? I still follow the team. Maybe they, I'm they're still my. my they're still my. I'm too. I'm. I'm too old to go start over with a new team, man. I'm. I'm in my mid thirties, yeah, man. I, I can't hit the reset button with a new That's team. True. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm all about and dating I'm, and shit. Yeah, you're telling me, dude. It's, it's, it's cool. Right. I mean, the I mean, it's I'm old. Hey, you could always jump on another band. I'm not doing that. that. Right. Yeah. I always tell I people. Run. No, I always tell tell people, date an Oakland fan. Why? Why would I date an Oakland fan? Oh hell no. No, no. This is why you date an Oakland fan. I did be- before. Long story. Oh, that's a, that's another story. That's you you lucked out over here. She got you got you got a diehard that's Niner right. fan with you over here. Exactly. You got you got a good wife right here. Um, the, so I always argument say, is exact is exact opposite. But go ahead, I guess. Data Raider fan because they've seen some horrible shit. They st- they they stuck by their teams through the most horror horrible horrendous events they can ever see. Do you ever see a Raider game let out early? No. You ever see a Raider game after a blowout? They're still partying in the parking lot. They're still chanting your name. They're still holding you up high. This is why I'm. Uh, the Raiders are all about loyalty, dude. So I. The Raider Nation is all about loyalty. So I'm not I'm loyal to the Raiders because of Oakland. They were raised here in Oakland. Oakland True. is the birthplace of the Raider Nation. Exactly. I always tell people, do not piss on the city of Oakland just because of their history. Do not would you do the same thing to Bethlehem for the birthplace of Jesus? Think about that. That's deep. I'm telling you. So I'll follow the Raiders, but I'll always remember them as the Oakland Raiders. They'll be the former Oakland Raiders. 
And I'm going to wear everything Oakland. I'm not going to wear anything that says Las Vegas on it because I refuse that. And I will I go, commend that. I will go to All game. Right. I will travel. I will travel to if they're if they're they go down to play the Chargers in L.A. I'll go down to I'll go down to L.A. and watch them play the Chargers. But I'm not going to I'm not going to Vegas. They go up to Seattle. I'll go to Seattle. They go to Kansas City. They go to Green Bay. They, they're coming here to Levi's next season. I'm going to that game. Oh, not next season, bro. That's that's this season. That's what I'm saying. This, this season. Are you going? I'm going, dude. Dude, we're you going. Gotta, you got to show. You have to show me a tailgate, dude. You're gonna have to show me what a Niner tailgate is. Well, that, that's the thing. You can't expect a pure Niner tailgate when you got Raider fans coming in town. Cause it's like I'm holding it's my a whole another breed of animal. It is. It's like mixing a Chihuahua with a Rottweiler, bro. Like this is gonna be a whole fucking breed. You don't even know what to call we're, it. We're gonna have like some. I've never work. even fucking seen it before. Let alone you ever you been, know you. you. You ever been to a Raider tailgate? No, but it is on my bucket list. You However, have to go. However, I, I I won't go into the game, but I'll go to. You know, I've done that before. Tailgate? I've gone to game. I've gone to game just for the tailgate, and I've come home, dude. I've gone home. I've gone to the tailgate at ten. You need to show me then a Raider tailgate. I'm down to go. We'll we'll bring we'll uh, we'll set something up with the Nady B. Uh, we'll go hit up with Raider Lou and we'll fucking just tailgate the hell out of it out there, dude. You you you. I'm telling you, it's it's wild. And this is the one thing I tell Call people. Me. I, I'm telling people that the Raider tailgates and the Raider uh, black hole they're not going to happen over in, in Vegas. Vegas wants Fact. to move all the tailgates to a designated area, like a mile away from the stadium, and they want to like sh- shuttle people from the tailgate area to the stadium. The whole experience. Oakland Coliseum, and I think the Kansas City Stadium is actually the only one to have something similar. Is that their main parking lot surrounds the stadium? Yep. They're only one of two stadiums that are left to do that. All the other NFL stadiums got parking lots, Levi's included, across the street, fucking over the river and through the woods and shit like that, where some are tailgates, some are not. Some I didn't you realize know. that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Raiders and Kansas City are the only. T- I don't know if they're the only two, but they're... I would think Green Bay. Well, probably Green Bay, too. You're probably right, yeah. So maybe that's three. Um, But a lot of these new stadiums, because they're putting them in big metropolis areas. Yeah. Where are you going to build parking? If you were to put the new Raiders Stadium, as an example, on the Embarcadero, you're not going to have a parking lot around it. It's going to be like where the nearest empty lot is. Same thing. That's what makes the experience because you can, you are literally, I don't know, 50 yards from your tailgate to the front gate and you ain't got to worry about street signs or cross traffic or anything and you just walk right in. There you go. But yes, bucket list item, Raiders tailgate. But when you come out to the, to the Niners Levi's or Niners, uh, Niners Raider game, yeah. hit me up, dude. I'll be we there, dude. A, we so we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to party out there, man. We're gonna get you at. Oh, a, we're gonna get you to a Raider tailgate. Off. We're gonna hook up for the uh, the Niner tailgate over there. Um, you heard it here first, man. You guys, from a Niner fan himself, he's basically saying that this atmosphere in Oakland cannot be duplicated. It will not be the yeah. same. It will not be. It will not have this experience in Vegas. It, it's the Raiders are gonna. Go, the like I said, like I tell people before the. Before the games, the Raiders go. There are 31 teams in the NFL, and then they're the Oakland Raiders because the Raiders are the personification of blue collar football. You would never see the Raiders as that team that would go corporate. And what now you I to the, say, bro? You guys got a nice new stadium out of but hey, the worst thing that happened in that nice new stadium is you traveled an, an hour down one on one. That's all you did. We're traveling down. We're traveling to another fucking state over here. You guys are still down the road. 
We're the only Bay Area team. You're the right. only Bay Area team here. I don't so, mean to pull in the dagger, but no, no, you know the, the, the dagger's already buried deep there, dude. I'm it's walking true. with crutches now, man. <laughs> I, I I got the little, I got the little tiny Tim crutch over here. Please, <laughs> sir, can I have some? Oh, there goes my back again. But um, <laughs> the Raider mystique is going to be gone once they land in Vegas. So you heard it from a Niner fan right there. You've heard it from me plenty of times. Uh, I think uh, are we are we done here? We got uh, we should, can we go a little bit more? We're uh, we're okay. So radio get, break. We're, Producer uh, Paul, hit me. So uh, actually, I think that that's it then, right? We're done. All right. So um, we're I guess uh, we were gonna touch on some other stuff, but this is usually happens with the show. We we go on a like a on a roll about that was one an hour time. already. That was an hour already, right? Oh, yeah, it was an, over an hour already. Right. We were gonna we were to talk about some A's and and some Giants. You know, because we're both baseball guys, we grew up playing ball, so we know we know our shit. But um, holy funky butt love, and I can't believe that's an hour already. Yeah, I know. Name that movie. Did you say funky butt loving? That's rookie of the year. Dude. Yeah, all right, dude. Of course, yes. man. Rosenberger, you're in. Rosengardner, <laughs> Hosengolder. Who's a what's it? <laughs> One of the best movies ever. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, Damn, Chris. Dude, thank you a lot, man. Hey, thank you for coming out for here. Thanks for the invite, man. It was uh, fun hanging out. It was. It's awesome. I loved. I love having you here. You no, know, shout out to Alex. You know, he's probably. I think he's probably landing in from SFO or Oakland or wherever the hell he's at right now. He's coming in tonight. So, hey, don't worry, buddy. Um, I'm not taking your job by any means. No, brother. we're not taking your job by any means. Just keeping your seat so, warm, uh, man. That's all. No, Chris again. Thank you. His wife Angie. Thank you for stopping by. Bye. And, um, on behalf of uh, myself, you know, I want to thank uh, Silver Tongue Audio for doing everything that they they do. They have our cool little setup. They they take care of us. They make they make me sound good. They Amen. and they they do the best they can with Alex. And obviously, you hear what they uh, what Chris can do here. So God help me. You know, so uh, thank you to producer Paul and Silver Tongue Audio. You guys are the shit as always. And um, like we end every show, let's remember, folks, uh, in the Bay Area, we don't have a lot of sports. We have Ella Sports. Dude, he got that too before you even said it. We, that was not rehearsed. He knew the, he knew the catch line before. Silver Tongue. Audio.